Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. <laughs> well, I feel like we always start our chats now with a song that reflects our mood. I guess you're in a good one. Maybe we need to have singing lessons. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to get serious. Um, I'm in such a good mood. Oh my god, you are. I'm in the house on my own. Actually, Judgey James just got home, so not on my own anymore, but almost. And. Oh, it's been amazing. I was just telling you before, I had a steak for lunch. I went for a run. Um, I've been watching Loose Women. Like, I've been watching been Loose great. Women. Who even are you? <laughs> Although that show is great. And, I, and I, every time I'm alone in the house, I do have it on in the background because why not? Yeah, exactly. That it's sounds great. So nice. And also then I suddenly felt a bit bad. Like, I was walking to school with some mums and I was like, oh, how, how, like, how, you know, how are the little ones about going back? And they're like, oh yeah, they're fine, but I'm quite sad. And I was like, what? You're sad? What? Why would you be sad? And I, I just didn't. And then I was like, oh no, maybe I should be feeling a little bit sad, but I'm just not. I'm really not. I'm really happy about it. I'm really glad that you're being honest because there are going to be people listening to this that felt a mixture of emotions this morning. In fact, um, I did see a couple of Insta stories from some, some of my mum mates and they were like, yeah, it was, you know, it was a bit tough because their little ones were upset and they felt a bit of a pang when they drove off. But like, it's absolutely great and fine that you are treating it like Christmas Day alone and I'm happy for I mean, you I'm surprised you're not Christmas drunk Day. why are you not drunk <laughs> I know I should I should be really I reckon if like the pubs had been open then maybe I would have gone oh, like yeah. and arranged to meet people but you know being drunk on your own in the house like <laughs> midweek is a bit weird isn't it yeah because we know that like um the kids in Wales and Scotland and you know they went back at a different time and then some of the kids in Scotland the secondary school pupils are not back yet so if you are still trying to get your kids to log on <laughs> hold on in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just hang there on in there. Light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, you are going to get there. And like, amazing! What an amazing! I mean, what an amazing time to be alive. Just like you've done it. Like eight weeks of it, you've absolutely done it. I had literally no experience with it. I did about three weeks, and that was it. And um, so, I, 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 I yeah, that was long enough. <laughs> that was long enough for me. <laughs> and let's just hope we don't have to do. Oh it my again. god, no! Um, and that's it now. So, yes, onwards and upwards, everyone. Yay! Um, and we've got a really exciting episode today, haven't we? Um, 
which we recorded last week. Yeah, we recorded it last week. Oh, this is our second week um, that the whole of this podcast is being sponsored by Next. Next, obviously, a brand that Georgia and I rave about constantly on um, on Instagram. You know, we we love all of the clothes from Next. Like we wear it avidly. Um, obviously, all of their active wear is really great as well. The kids stuff is brilliant. So we're just yeah, we're kind of over the moon that they're on board again for this week. Um, last week, obviously, we spoke to Denise Lewis about her active wear range. This week is our denim edit um so yeah i mean how much can we say about jeans <laughs> i could talk about it all a day lot, long. And we, we could and we will be posting a denim edit on our instagram tonight because we've been trialing the jeans for a couple of weeks and we've kind of worked out which styles work for us which sizes i mean for me finding a perfect pair of jeans is actually really difficult so i've said before i feel like i'm in between sizes whether that's an 11 or a 9 yeah. i've always kind of been in between um i'm also quite sure <laughs> i mean it's not going well for me um trying to find a pair of jeans but that's the thing with next so they obviously come in different lengths which is brilliant but also those in between sizes which literally blow like blew my mind when I found that out because I feel like it's the answer to everything for me yeah I think Um, a lot of the high street stores just expect you you know it's just not one size fits all and I think you know finding that perfect pair of jeans and pulling them on and feeling really confident and you know getting everything that you want from that pair of jeans is quite difficult um and 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 when it does happen it's a really lovely feeling like denim makes me feel amazing I wear it I wear jeans all the time you know obviously the last last six months been pretty much in loungewear or lycra but you know I'm really looking forward to like getting back into you know the spring summer months and mixing up my denim and I I love the way that different jeans can give you a completely different look like mum jeans straight jeans flares I'm going to be massive for this season like they've just got everything they've got everything yeah and you know what as well I think there's this real thing around jeans being uncomfortable yeah. and like oh gosh it's going to be really hard to get in, back into a pair of jeans yeah. but actually I've been wearing um, like a relaxed tapered yeah. pair from next they are really comfy yeah. Yeah. like they really are. They're not tight. They, you know, they fit perfectly, but they're loose and they're actually quite soft denim. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely, you know, like if you find jeans uncomfortable, which, you know, some people do, yeah. they, they're not all stiff. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different styles with like some stretch in them mm. and they're slightly more relaxed. Um so yeah, definitely check check out the range because yeah. it is incredible. And also just on a final note, obviously Georgia and I have got different body types. So we've chosen jeans that work really for our specific body types. So if you're more of a Georgia or more of a me, hopefully you're going to get, you can see how it's going to look and feel by how we've worn them. So yeah, anyway, uh, we're going to get into the chat now because we could just sit here and talk about denim all day long. <laughs> we're not going to get into it. Last week we sat down virtually with uh, somebody who has kind of been around for a while on EastEnders. Before that, she was in a girl group called Neon Jungle. Um, but recently, we've been watching her avidly because she was in the castle freezing her tits off. Um, today, we're speaking to the wonderful Jessica Plummer. 
I feel like I'm going to love this chat more than any other chat that we've ever done because just talking, just this talking <laughs> off when we hit, we didn't press record. All three of us were struggling to figure out what year our children were in, and even though we <laughs> love them more than anything else, all of those finer details, I feel like they might not be us. Um, today on the podcast, we are absolutely over the moon, thrilled um, to be chatting to somebody who both Georgia and I watched avidly in I'm a Celebrity last year. Um, of course, before that, she was in EastEnders, just doing her. Uh, amazing acting showing us her amazing acting skills and now um well we're really excited to find out what she's up to now she is mum to noah who's going to be turning five in july today on the podcast is the brilliant and amazing jessica Plummer. hello thank you so much for having me how are you how are you i feel like we have to ask everybody that this year how are you and how are you really yeah i mean how how am i um I am, yeah, a little bit flustered. Like, I feel like I'm juggling 21 million different things. But, you know, I feel like the end is in sight. We we, we, we know, like, we're aiming towards June 21st. So I, I do feel like I've had a bit of a spring in my step since that announcement by Boris. How are you guys? Oh, yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, we're we're a bit up and down always. Yeah. Georgia's more like this. She's more I'm, yeah, this, I'm sort of this. straight. I don't get too excited. I don't get too upset. I just try and stay like on an even keel. I mean, that doesn't always happen though. I mean, it doesn't always happen. It's it's great in theory. It doesn't always happen. <laughs> how would you how would you describe me then, George? Zoe is like um a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Some days she picks up the phone and she's like, "Hi, I've just done a run. Da, 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 da. This is happening. This is happening." And then other day she picks up and she goes, "Hi, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. Oh, okay, fine." <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly right. So, so we're, we're the yin to the yang, Jess. We we're the yin to the yang. <laughs> oh, how how has parenting been for you during lockdown? And what does your day to day look like with Noah? Um, it has been challenging. It has. It has. We've had to adapt. I feel like at the start of January. There was a lot of pressure um, on, on maybe both of us to to do things a certain way. Um, obviously, none of the pandemic is is positive, but we did have quite an okay time the first time round. Obviously, the second time I was in the castle. Um, so this time round, I felt like I had the same pressure on myself to to do as much and to enjoy it as much as what I did the first time. And we really haven't been enjoying it especially at the beginning and I don't know if it's just the pressure of now Noah's in school whereas before she was in um, nursery so there wasn't any home learning um so so that kind of pressure and feeling like just a failure as a mum because it's really difficult for me to juggle everything that I need to accomplish in 24 hours on top of it's it's almost like okay yeah she's young the things that she's doing isn't super challenging but I can't just leave her to get on with it so her school day I've got to kind of been be there with her to supervise it the whole time so yeah not enough hours in the day but I I do feel like since I just decided, you know what, she is four years old. There's children in countries that don't even go, that aren't even at school at all at her age. I'm just going to take the pressure off. We're going to do what we can. And yeah, I, I, I feel like I want to protect, like, I, I don't want her to get everything done. But then she just sees me as like this demon mother that like gets really frustrated with her. So we, we do what we can took the pressure off and yeah I feel like now we're starting to enjoy it a lot more we've kind of found our rhythm 
Yeah, do you know what? I can so relate to that. I think at the beginning, I really was like quite strict on the homeschooling. I'd be like, right, yeah. you know, we we go on at nine o'clock and we do all the lessons and try and do yeah. everything. Yeah. And then actually in the last couple of weeks, I've just thought, I'm not going to do it anymore. Like I'm actually yeah. just not going to do it. And like yeah. sometimes occasionally Axel will be like, oh, what's my teacher doing today? And on those days I'm like, oh, okay. All right then, Let's we'll log on it. and we'll do yeah. it. But yeah. Like, I just, I just don't force it. Like this morning, actually, I logged on and it was like, they're learning alliteration. And I was like, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> and Axel's was like, no, I don't want to do it. So instead we just played the shopping game, you know, like those. Yeah. Little- yes, yeah. Yes, we just yes, played yes, that yes. instead. And I, I was like, like oh, so what would you say? Silly sausages. And he'd be like, yeah, silly sausages. And we've just been doing that instead. Like, yeah. yeah. Did you have your have the conversation with the school George before you said do you know what we're not going to participate for the last couple of weeks or have you just kind of not been online <laughs> just <that for real? laughs> I've just ghosted them I've just ghosted them <laughs> well, I, have, like, I, have, I actually have to be fair but they have they're not that pre- like they haven't been hugely pre- like pressurizing any of us like they've That's always good. been very much do what you can do but has, has that been the case in your school because I know that it's not like that across the board yeah, no, to be fair, Noah's class teacher um, is fantastic. There there was a period. So um, what we've been doing, so our schedule is we try and log on for like the, the online stuff, but then all the other stuff that's handed out to us, where it's like we've got to print this page and get a box and and all of that stuff where I just feel like, why don't I have these things? Um, we kind of improvise. And as you said, like you, you could do a puzzle and it's the equivalent of, do you know what I mean? So Or, or like Lego or Play-Doh or something like that. Um, but we did we did go through uh, like a couple of weeks where her dad and I were just really really busy with with our work, so she wasn't logging on. And the school um, did like send an email and say like what's going on, like kind of thing. But they at the same time haven't made us feel guilty, but they've just said you know like we do we are under obligation to physically see her at least I, don't, I can't I, I can't remember the exact amount of times a week but. times a week yeah sure. yeah, yeah it's so yeah. funny that you mentioned the printer because I don't know if you guys have done this but um I've obviously got like loads of insecurities about like what sort of mother I am and like a good mother has got like a stationary drawer with like sellotape <laughs> she's got scissors like where's a pair of scissors I know because I've got a scissor drawer you know just one of yeah. those and then oh I'm the sort of mother that has a printer because I just don't I don't have any of that stuff you know we've, got, we've got a printer but guess what no cartridges um, and then I'm like well, what cartridges and then I look because my stepdaughter we had to do a lot of homeschooling with her and she was just like oh why don't you have any cartridge why isn't it? and I was just like because I've never been asked to have a printer on hand no, before and no. suddenly all of the stuff that you haven't ever had to they're just it's just all highlighted isn't it yeah it gives yeah. me heart palpitations just thinking about it have you got any plain paper it's like no, I fucking haven't. No, no. <laughs> Why do I have any? I know, it's like a ruler. That's the other thing. A ruler. Why? What adult has a ruler? ruler. Like, <laughs> what? We can draw a number line with a ruler. Mate, yeah. I don't have a ruler. We use the side of a magazine. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. We use the side of a book to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, I feel yeah. like there's so many people in our boat, but maybe there's just, yeah, we're the ones that just admit it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. The other the other thing that's really stuffed me up because uh, again, I don't know if this is the same for you too. Is the it's fine. I'm fine to stick to the questions that are being asked, but the minute it veers off subject, 
Yeah. I don't know the answers to those questions. So I start getting like really like like sweaty lips. Like, you know, (laughs) why are the clouds grey? And I'm thinking, "Um, I know that I listened to this in school, but it's been 25 million years since I was in a classroom (laughs) and I've got no idea. I think it's the same for everyone. Unless you're a genius. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Now, Jessica, let's go back to, I kind of wanted to take you back to um, your time in the castle and what that was like for you and how it was being away from Noah and just kind of that whole process, I guess, and what what you came out with. Um, Yeah, I mean... It's insane. I, I, I honestly feel like even this, the, the same day that I left and I finally got back to that hotel room and had running water and heating and, and a bed with an actual pillow, it almost felt like, did that just happen? Like, did I, did I just do that? Did I really accomplish that? Because that is something that is so far out of my comfort zone. Um, and I feel incredibly proud to say that I just I just didn't quit, you know, like that was my one thing. As long as I didn't quit any of the trials and I gave it my all, then I'd be proud of myself. And I feel like, yeah, it was very challenging. Obviously it was cold, you're hungry, but missing Noah and, and because it's different. It's not like, you you know, sometimes when you have to travel from home, but you can still FaceTime every evening. You can still, you know, send pictures and videos to completely have no contact whatsoever um is was really really hard um especially when the days are kind of the the days are really long it just feels like you wake up and you're waiting for it to be 10 to 10 when Ant and Det come in and they you know you find out if you're doing the trial or not that's the only thing that you have to gauge the time because we have no idea what kind of time like we, we started to like look at the sun and think okay we're in December so it must set around half four um but yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was challenging. But then just kind of like lockdown in a way, you find your rhythm. And I feel like coming out, it's really taught me to maybe perhaps go out of my comfort zone more and say yes to to more things that I wouldn't usually of because I do feel like, I feel like one of the, the biggest things I learned is that sometimes when bad things are happening, it, you, you just need to kind of focus and remember that this is a moment. So like when I'd be in a trial, as much as I felt like I was being tortured and you, there was nothing worse than this experience ever, 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 I just need to think, do you know what? This is going to last 12 minutes and then it's going to be done. Obviously in, in real life, we never know how long a, a bad spell will last, but it is just a period. Um, so yeah, I, I like I, if, if, Anyone said to me, Jess, like, oh, I've just been approached by ITV and I'm thinking about doing the jungle or the castle, a hundred million percent do it. Oh, and so when you were approached, like, I mean, there's a lot of people like, oh, I could only spend three days away from my children. Or actually me and my husband were talking about this at the weekend and we were like, we think we could do 10 days comfortably. How, How, you know, how did you kind of decide, actually, no, do you know what? I can do this when you don't know how long it's gonna be. Um, <clears throat> I, I, to be honest with you, I, I just didn't, I didn't think that far ahead. I kind of just, at first it was a negotiation. At first I, I didn't think that I wanted to do it because of things like that. And, um, this wasn't the first time that I was approached to do the show either. I was asked when Noah had literally the summer that Noah had just been born. So it was like, Oh, do I really want to go all the way to Australia with like a, what would have been a four month old? Um, so I said, no, um, 
but yeah, I kind of, I made the decision that I was going to do it. And I just kind of chose to be ignorant about how I would cope and just went with it. Um, we had to isolate in Wales for two weeks, which was lovely because I felt like I got without my phone as well and that was the first time we had like really uninterrupted quality time um which was amazing but probably made it a little bit harder to say goodbye um but you you just gotta you just gotta take each day as it comes and just yeah and just remember the bigger picture you know I'm doing this for Noah I'm doing this for my family kind of thing and also, you know, doing something that you really wanted to do. And I think there's a danger when yeah. we become parents, especially as mothers, because I feel like oh. maybe potentially there's more of a, yes. you know, the guilt attached to it. And we stop mm-hmm. doing things in life that we want to do, you know, instead, it's all about our children. And I think it's really important to remember, you've got to do, you've got to carry on pursuing your dreams, you've got to keep yeah. ticking off your checkbox, you are yeah. more than allowed to have an, a, a career. And, you know, your child will grow up, no will grow up looking at you thinking wow my mum is absolutely kick-ass she went into a jungle in Wales in fucking December and achieved <laughs> and, and, and did so well like I think it's amazing I, I, I really oh. admire you for doing it yeah Thank I do you. and you know what quite often like you know dads will go away for work for months yeah. on end and no one will question it whereas yeah. if a mother does it there is always questions like yeah. oh you know where's your children what you know where are they who are they with I mean yeah, yeah I think we we've all got to remember that we're still a person and yes. we want to hold on to our identity don't we yeah, I think it's important course. to say partners there because whatever your family setup looks like, you know, yeah. it, it's it's it that you know if you've just had a baby, there might be one person, you know, male, Phil, mum, dad, whoever it is that has to go away and do the work. Um, but I think, like you said, you know, as the mother that's given birth to the child, there's more of like a you've got to stay put, you've got to stay here. Um, yeah. I remember going to Mykonos, not not going to the jungle or doing anything for my career just going for a smash up <laughs> when Kit was 10 weeks old and I remember feeling horrendously guilty second baby you know yeah. I, I felt a bit more like I knew what I was doing and also it was my best mate's 40th and I didn't want to miss it and I left him with my yeah. mum but I got a few like oh what he's only 10 weeks old and you've got and it's like well that's my choice I needed to do it I wanted to do it I was ready for it you yeah. know he was fine yeah. I knew he was safe and happy so I think again it's, it's whatever you want whatever works yeah. for you yeah you've got to go yeah Oh, that must have been really hard because it's kind of like, well, the decision's been made. I'm going. So why don't don't question it? Like what don't make me feel like I need to validate my reasons for doing something that is very normal that every human being in the whole world does. Yeah, that's yeah. We get that, though, that this goes back to the age old conversation about judgmental parenting. How um, how have you kind of been perceived online as a mom and what sort of comments do you get? And are they all supportive? Um, I mean, yeah, actually, I, I I do feel like I, I try not to read comments. I, I try to just like upload and go, if you know what I mean, because I have been caught in that rabbit hole of like obsessing with things that people say and people's opinions. At the end of the day, I feel like when you're in the public eye, you've kind of exp- you you've said like this is this is me people are going to have opinions, whether or not you feel like it's right that they share them with you. You, you, I can't control that. Um, so I do try and take things with a pinch of salt. Um, that yeah, there, there has there have been a few things, but on the whole, people are really really um, supportive. Um, I feel like being in the girl band that I was in and being 
um, in EastEnders and also on I'm a Celebrity they all have really loyal fan bases and it's almost like people I, I feel really lucky and privileged in a way that I feel like the people that support me want to like me you know sometimes you meet people like I felt like this about um, Giovanna actually before she just I, 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 this is not anything to do, but she just had a presence about her that I wanted to like her before I got the chance. And I feel like I have been set in situations that um, have have been quite lucky that people want to like me, um, which was why actually it was really scary going on I'm a Celebrity because I was like, oh, well, this is going to be my real personality coming out now. What have you been Yeah. Think? Um, they're gonna see everything warts and all literally literally (laughs) no escape like if I had that then the whole world would have seen it um but yeah but yeah like like little things I chose to breastfeed um till uh Noah was um she she was really old she was like two it was the Christmas so she was two and a half um and that was yeah yeah people I, I planned to breastfeed well, I just planned to breastfeed and see what would happen. And then she didn't really take to weaning. So then I was like, oh, I'm quite, oh, this is going well. Like, let me just do it until she's one. And then um, I, I didn't want her, her to have a dummy. Well, I didn't want her to have a dummy. Then I really did want her to have a dummy because I realized I was the dummy. But it was too late. The dummy wasn't happening. Um, and I, and I, yeah, I got caught in this place of feeling like I, I, I kind of wanted to stop. But then the the aggravation of like weaning her off me was just heartbreaking. It was really hard. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I do feel really proud that I did manage to breastfeed for, for as long as I did, but definitely not all of the world thought it was as cool as what I did. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's incredible. Did you have a lot of people reaching out to you? Because I'm guessing that not many people out there will have a mate that has done that. So they are going to want to look outside of their social circle and try and find someone else to talk to about it. Yeah, a lot of people, um, yeah, felt like, oh, yeah, like my child's two and my child's three and I'm still breastfeeding her. And that was really lovely to feel. And And that's why I chose to do it publicly because I just felt like you know that like this is like anything that I do is is just is normal because I'm a human being and I'm a normal human being there's nothing abnormal about it just because maybe the majority don't choose to do that it doesn't mean you know what I'm doing is wrong and so um I feel like for the minority it's nice to kind of just have that reminder even little things like you know um be, being, uh, you know, having the profile that I have now and um, potentially having a huge breakout on my face, you know, just like making normal, like things that are maybe not like cool, normal, um, I feel like is is important. But, um, but yeah, yeah, some some people felt the need to like, let me know that like I'm a weirdo and like, oh God. Like, yeah, yeah, just like really, like really like kind of sick things that like you're just like, oh, you're like, what? No, stop it! Like, That's don't just follow bizarre, me. Bizarre, isn't it? It's like who, I know. who gave you the stick to make up the rules with? Like, who gave yeah. you the rules yeah. rules on when I can and can't breastfeed my daughter? Exactly. Um, I'm really interested to find out the reasoning why. I mean, you sort of touched on the reason to why you did it that long, but was it was it kind of for you and for her? Like, is mm-hmm. there's something so magical and wonderful about having that bond, isn't there, when you're breastfeeding? Isn't there? Yeah. We've done it a bit longer, to be fair. Georgia and I always talk about this, that we kind of were like so desperate in a way to kind of just have a little bit of time to Feel ourselves. Free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But maybe we, missed, maybe we missed it. I don't know. 
No, do you know what? It was, uh, I understand that breastfeeding isn't something that is necessarily for anybody. I chose to take a break in my career so um, I could have that time to cut. There wasn't a pressure on me to feel like, oh, I need to pump or I need to introduce formula because I'm going to be away. Like we wasn't, we spent every single day with each other. Um, they're, they're definitely, I, I felt incredibly proud to get to one. And then it kind of just trickled on accidentally. Then when she got to two, it was like, oh, this is amazing. But I must say at two, I was a bit like, I am pulling my hair out now. I don't know how to stop and I am ready to stop. When she was two is when I went back to my acting agent and I started auditioning again. And actually me booking EastEnders was the reason that it was kind of like, I've got no choice now. We're going to go cold turkey and just figure it out. And that's exactly what we did one night. I just had to put up with the screaming and the crying. And I think it took about a week. Yeah. But I just, I just didn't want to put myself through that. You know, like I just, it just like, I mean, I, I was tired. I was shattered. I just, it's just so much easier to be like, oh, shut up. Yeah, just <laughs> do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll be right back after the short break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. We, being me, Georgie Porter. And me, Sharon Carpenter. We're all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and we give you advice whenever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for. We're all about what you're really thinking and what you really want to know. You can expect to hear some of this. I have to say, come on, people, we we're getting a little too sensitive here. And also some of this. She is plugging her entire career in that one moment. That's the Lose Lips podcast out every Tuesday and not forgetting Extra Lippy on Fridays. Find it wherever you found this podcast. We'll see you there. So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? You obviously became a parent in your early 20s, yes. which... I guess, you know, to some people that's quite young, others it's, uh, you know, around around normal. But f- for me, I mean, I was mid-20s, but I know in my early 20s, I would have found it quite difficult to give my all to someone else, which is obviously what you did for two and a half years. Did you find that quite a difficult transition? Um, in some ways, in some ways, yes. D- I think... I think I I naturally, like if you had asked me um, b- 
before I had any kids, how many kids I wanted to have, I'd tell you like five, 20, give me all the kids, I love kids. Um, I was a teacher's assistant. Um, I don't I don't know how because I've, yeah, anyway, I was a teacher's assistant. Um, I, I was, I've been a nanny. I, I, I really enjoy being around kids and, and I, I do feel like I'm, I'm good at that. And so finding out I was pregnant, although it wasn't planned, I um, have had loads of issues with my periods and with my ovaries. Um, I, I was diagnosed with um, PCOS, polycystic ovaries. So when I found, I, and actually prior to me becoming pregnant, I hadn't had a period for three years. I, I had had like three periods in three years. Um, so I wasn't using protection, but it's just because I thought I'm going to be one of those people that are it, it might not happen. So when it did happen, it was like, oh my goodness, like there's no shadow of a doubt that, you know, I'm gonna not go through with this. Um, and I feel like I just saw it as, because I had kind of started to accept that it wouldn't happen. I saw it as such a blessing that I, I, I just, you know, made the most of every single second. Obviously I'm human. I had my days where, you know, she she had colic at the beginning and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm really struggling. Um, but I, I feel like I, from when I was really young, built up to that moment where I would become a mum. So I just, yeah, I, I, I think. Also, one of the main things that um, I found challenging was that being 23 and having um, a child, I didn't have really many other things friends that were going through the same yeah, thing yeah um and that was definitely the hardest thing but then I discovered this app called um mush I don't know if you guys have heard mush. of it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so I can't I can't remember who recommended it to me I think it was in like the Guardian one day and they were like oh Jess you should download it and find some friends I was like what is it it's like tinder for like mums <laughs> um, it is it's tinder for mums it, it is it is <laughs> literally tinder for mums but I um long story short became uh, a part of a group of local mums there was like 20 of us in this whatsapp group and yeah like all really similar in terms of um not not in age but just like like the way that mindset things like yeah. That. yeah yeah mindset that's the right word and um and yeah, like I still, I, I rent my house from one of them. I, I've rented a, my old house from another one of them. I lived with one of them for a week. Like we, yeah, I, like friends for life, I think. That's so lovely. And I, I, I love hearing stories like that because we hear a lot on Made by Mamas, people message us going like, I've, I need to make some friends, you know, how do I go about yeah. it? And, you know, especially yeah. during the last year, if you've had a newborn in the last 12 months during this bloody global pandemic, it's been oh, really, really imagine. tough. So I think, yeah. I think apps like Mush and Peanut are worth And Peanut, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. amazing. The hype, they're brilliant. Um, exactly. just, just let's go back to your polycystic ovaries. I, I, we hear, we, again, it's another question that comes up quite a lot. I don't have any experience with it. Um, just mm -hmm. talk, talk us through the symptoms and what was sort of going on with you during that period. So I didn't have a period um, at all. It just vanished one day. Um, and I've had many issues in the downstairs department. I have had abnormal cells on my cervix. Um, I've had um, like operations or like, yeah, just like loads of stuff. I won't get too graphic, but um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just did the normal thing, went back to the doctors, like, oh, this is happening now. And um, they said it could potentially be a symptom of polycystic ovaries. So I was like, oh, okay. 
um, Googling the symptoms, I felt like, oh, um, the, the, the common ones, I didn't fit the bill, but I was just like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Went, had the scan and um, the nurse or whoever it was I was talking to, I think it was a nurse, just turned around and was like, yeah, you've got cysts on your ovaries. And I was like, because Googling it before, I saw that it could potentially um, hinder your chances of um, getting pregnant and things like this. So I was like, oh, oh my goodness, what does this mean? Like, do I need to freeze my eggs? Like, what, what does this mean? And she was like, no. I was like, okay, well, you're going to chop them off? Like, are you going to do an operation? She was just like, no. I was like, what are you going to do? She just handed me a leaflet and I went home. And that was kind of it. It was just like, yeah, you've got because, um We don't do it. I mean, I don't know if now that's different and they and they do do something about it or they give medication or what. But for me, there was just like, you've got polycystic ovaries. Um, yeah, you might struggle. You might not. Here's a leaflet. Be on your merry Go way. Go away and get on with it. Were there any other symptoms yeah. that went with it? Because we hear sort of like, you know, maybe weight gain or you get a kind of a fuzz on your cheeks and, you know, there's just various other things. Yeah, there's loads like bad, he- heavy yeah. periods, periods, all of those or, kind, yeah. yeah. My period when I did get my period would be like shockingly heavy, like ridiculous. Like I couldn't even, like I would be changing my pad every like half an hour. Um, but yeah, no, I literally just didn't have a period and so kind of wanted to figure out what it was um I I've always had like a bit of fuzz to be fair so I don't think and I get like this one hair that grows and I have to oh god the old one mouth. hair I get that as well I'm <laughs> a really long one out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a really long one and really thick is like oh, oh. I've got one in my belly. I've got one just on my belly and I keep pulling it out. And I'm like, how have you grown back so thick and dark in four back. days? I know. Imagine if the hair on your head grew that quickly. It'd be oh, amazing, brilliant. wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be amazing, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, God. you know, like, I guess, was it always that, like, kind of there in your head that you were wo- little, slightly worried about your fertility? Yeah, yeah, hugely so. Like, I would obsess about it every day. Like, it was always something. I I even started to think, like, oh, would I adopt? Would I foster? Like, how am I going to get, like, kids in my life in some way if I'm not able to produce my own? Yeah, yeah. I think as a woman that wants to have children, that would, you know, be quite... I know not all women want to have children, but for the ones that do, it would be quite an alarming thing to hear that potentially you are going to struggle. And as I said, I've had issues with my cervix where I've had to have... um, I don't know exactly the name of the procedure, but it's like they kind of like burn a layer laser. off. Laser, yeah, the laser, yeah. And so like that makes your cervix shorter and that increases your chance of miscarriage. Um, so yeah, I did just think, oh, God's sake, like everything is just, yeah, falling apart down there. But I think, yeah, I, I definitely feel like at the time I should have been given more information and potentially more support around it. I mean, I was so young as well. We discuss this, Jess, so much. This is always the the drum that I keep beating about um, the lack of education or the lack of understanding because of the lack of kind of learning wherever it is, whether it's at home or at school and people are not having these conversations. You know, my, my big thing is that you need to have a conversation with somebody in your family, your mother, your aunt, your sister about their fertility because it, yeah. there is a direct link you know with it yeah you know, for me yeah. it's, it's early menopause it runs in my family now my mum was always very open about it but it was too late for my sister and I feel like we weren't given enough information you know we were given a little bit but not enough at schools yeah. you know I'm only hearing now that they're talking they're talking about polycystic ovaries in schools now that's just been passed but in terms of like the fact that you're born with a finite number of eggs and you know should you go and have your AMH check, checked in your 20s yes. and all this kind of stuff there's just nothing out there 
no yeah, there really yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. So we right. just thought how not to get pregnant right not, yes. not that one day you actually might want to get pregnant and when yeah. you do try and get pregnant it might not be that easy yeah it's so true it's so true like we all just assume okay well I'm going to get my period and my period's going to stay for this amount of years and I'll just come off the pill and get pregnant kind of thing yeah, yeah. you literally no. think if you don't take one pill you'll get pregnant <laughs> like that is gen like it's gen that was my fear when I was like 15 16 like literally <laughs> I'm going to not take one pill and that's it I'm going to be pregnant that's I it. remember hearing like all these like rumored horror stories about like yeah, yeah you can get pregnant if you sit on a toilet seat oh my god yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is why it's so important to have conversation with our girls. We've got to keep that yeah. conversation. I mean, how do you guys, I mean, Gigi's obviously only sort of 18, 19 months, so I can't imagine Georgia not having those chats yet. But Not, um, not quite yet, no. <laughs> but, but periods are coming up in my house because Luna's with yeah. me when I go to the loo and stuff and I just, you know, just crack on and do what I'd normally do if she wasn't there. So she's like, what's that? And, you know, why is, what's that? Like, you know, she's asking the questions. Um, my husband crazy, sometimes think yeah. I'm saying too much, but I actually don't think I am. I feel like it's really no. important. There's nothing to shy away from. This is going to happen to yes. her in 10 years anyway. So we I have the same with it. Axel. Like, yeah. he, obviously, Axel's a boy, but he's in the to- you know, in the toilet when when I've got my period and he asks me about it and I kind of try and explain it in like very simple terms. Like yeah. when mummy hasn't got a baby in her tummy, this is what happens and Amazing. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So you never know if you're getting it right though. Do you know what I mean? You no. never know if you're just confusing them. Or I feel like in general, yeah. as a parent, you never know if you're getting it right. I feel like every parent like doesn't want to like you know doesn't doesn't want to be that parent that their kid talks about in 20 years time in therapy because they gave them childhood trauma but it's so hard isn't it to like know what the right thing is to do I definitely um do the same as you guys like I'm just I I don't I mean Noah we are literally in the same room at the same time all the time we're just like each other's and to be fair it's not just her following me I do quite often follow her as well um (laughs) and she, she does yeah just the same thing like trying to explain it in a way that is you know so that they can understand it um she's just like oh yucky and I'm like no it's not yucky she's like but you're bleeding um but yeah, and then and then yeah, like sometimes she asks questions like, "Oh, it's pink," and then she's like, "It's black." <laughs> it's, just like, <laughs> it's like, how far can I go in? Like, oh, you know, at different stages of the cycle, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna. But I, I, I do just pretty much say mm. like kind of what it is, and then her little brain can kind of figure yeah. it out. But then at least I've had the conversation. I feel like growing up myself, I was kind of yeah like had to figure that all out by myself like I just all I knew is when I was 14 I just really wanted to start my period I didn't know like what else came with it and you know just kind of just what I was taught from TV I guess. Is that because you didn't have that conversation that conversation wasn't around the house that was just you didn't have anyone that you could speak to about it? It just didn't happen. It wasn't that I didn't yeah. feel comfortable. I don't even think that potentially my mum would have felt uncomfortable to have it with me. It just kind of wasn't done. I do feel like we are now more part of a world that is more open and, you, you know, like just like little things like now. I mean, I personally don't. I call it like Willie and Minnie still, but I feel like loads of people are like, no, like call it vagina and penis. And and and, and I, I think it's really good. I think it's awesome. Just take the stigma away from it because then like so many things come with 
avoiding certain subjects like shame and guilt and yeah like what things that are way worse than just having an awkward conversation for 10 minutes yeah but I guess nowadays there's so much it's so much easier for our children to access things and kind of like go down that google search when they can eventually do that and get the wrong information up that we almost need to be at the forefront so we get in there first so that they don't do those google searches or at least if they do we've told them the truth in the first place yeah you're right because I guess we didn't we didn't grow up with that there was no internet (laughs) yeah exactly we had to plug it in do you remember if someone was on the phone if someone was on the phone and you went on the internet it would be like do 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 you're like oh god here we go yeah on msn messenger yes that's what it was yes, wasn't it yes oh MSN. the good old days is, is there a period of um is there a, a period of parenting that you are kind of most anxious about as noah gets older um or are you quite a chilled parent no i'm not chilled i i thought i was chilled it, it do you know what it's so strange obviously be like working with kids in the past you, the, the level of patience that you have for other people's children is completely different from the level of patience that you have with your own. Um, I mean, I, I have become more patient since becoming a mum in general, but um, I do I do worry about when she's a teenager and she does the whole like, I hate you, slamming door kind of thing. I'm quite, I'm quite a sensitive person and I hate it. Like, like even now already, I can see when I've upset her or like, I've, like she gets in that she's so funny honestly sometimes I feel like we're more like sisters than we are mother and daughter she um like I'll say something to her and she'll be like oh and she'll just walk away and I'll be like you're right she'll just be like I'm just going to my room I just need to have some space <laughs> <laughs> you're full you know, like, yeah yeah but she's so emotionally mature um yeah. like she's so incredibly emotionally mature and I yeah um and then I feel good and then uh, I remember just the other day actually we were crossing the road to go to the park um, she was riding her bike and she knows that like, she stopped and whatever. But this time I was like, stop, Noah. And she wasn't, long story short, I had, I kind of shouted at her because she was about to ride into the road and she got upset. And then we got to the park and she was just like, mommy, can we have a chat? And I was like, okay. She was like, yeah, 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 let's go find somewhere to sit down and we can have a chat. So she is incredibly emotionally mature, but I do feel like every teenager, like you just, it's just like the thing that's done, isn't it? You're going to slam the door, mess up your room and say that you hate your parents and you're running away and you're calling. Yeah. Like, your auntie to live with them <laughs> oh yeah God, it will devastate me that would absolutely break my heart if any yeah. of the kids did that to me like it I, I find it really hard now when I find any of them crying you know like yeah, to put Kit on his naughty step quite a lot at the moment because he's you know biting or weeing in the corner or headbutting someone or something <laughs> and um but then I find him there and he's like you make me really sad mummy yeah. like, oh I'm so sorry yeah, 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 yeah apologizing yeah. to him you've put him on the naughty step just let him get on with it stop going over to him to check that he's okay you're not making it any better do you know yeah. what that's probably a good point I should probably do that more because I I do the same thing as you like I do the whole I'm sorry I'm sorry and and maybe I'm sending out a really mixed message I don't know it's so hard we're gonna it? be the mums that follow our daughters on their first girls holiday <laughs> that happened to me not with my parents with my friend's parents we went to Magaloo no. and then we found out that her parents were staying in a hotel up the road oh my god would they that's, just that want to be go me. on a holiday I'll be there hiding around the corner no 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 no. they were there to check up on us they oh were there God. to check up no. on us Wait. but when we but the day we found out we were actually really pleased you know like oh, we really? were pleased that they were there we'd had enough we felt yeah. like rubbish we wanted to go and like be at a 
luxury hotel around the pool yeah, and looked after. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you know yeah. what? I always think back to that. I'm always like, I pushed my mum away, I pushed my mum away, I pushed my mum away. And then I suddenly was like, actually, you know what? It's so much better to be looked after. It's it is, so much it? better. So they'll Your always come back you, around. George. Your she does brilliant. still now. She does still now look after me. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, I, I said to my mum on the phone, because she lives in Africa, and I spoke to I probably speak to her once a week or once every sort of 10 days, and she said, she said to me the other day, darling, I would, she's, she think of Joanna Lumley cross between kind of like, I don't know, one of those ones that does that programme on BBC in the morning, the antiques ones. So she's like, darling, darling, she said, I would call you more, but the thing is, is that we're still going to loads of parties, and I'm like, all right, mum, okay. And she was like, and you know, it was a full moon, so we were sort of dancing under the moonlight, drinking champagne. I'm like, okay, oh, I'm like, Hero, oh, she is. <laughs> Three children here. Did you want to help out, or did you want to zoom them? Or you know, she's just busy in Kenya. So, um, I love that. That's she's the one doing I'm what doing. we all want to be doing. I know. Yeah. Um, Jess, listen. I feel like we could talk to you forever, but we've we been we've kept you on for a long time. Before we say goodbye, um, the best piece of advice that you could give a new mum. Oh, tricky, tricky, tricky. Um, maybe just. I think it's so easy, especially in in the early days, to get caught up in comparison or, or, or not even necessarily comparing to other children or other mums, but just like milestones and, and what you should be doing according to the books about the babies and the mums and, and things like that. I think, um, you know, just, yeah, as long as, and obviously everyone is like just loving their child and you know, just take it easy take it easy on yourself and and yeah just try not to compare try not to think that parenting looks a certain way um and just go with the flow love that love, love that, that. Yeah. And, and we always like to ask people for product recommendations so are there any products that you love at the moment that are helping you this year or that you loved at the beginning just like a few products that you absolutely swear by Yes, actually. Noah suffered, and she still does, bless her, with really, really bad eczema. Um, <clears throat> not so much as bad now, but as a baby, she was pretty much head to toe. Um, and there's this brand called Hope's Relief. It's an Australian brand. Um, and they have an intense, they've got quite a lot of creams within their range, but the intense one um, is incredible. Like it literally works like the steroid creams that the doctors prescribe you with. Hope's Relief Intense Cream. Yeah. Love that. I've never heard wow. of that brand. Brilliant. Amazing. Yeah, really, no, I really, haven't. Really good. really good. It's got like all like really lovely like natural ingredients like manuka honey, calendula, things like that. It's, but it works if you know what. Like, so it's really good. And yeah, your, yeah, your yeah. diehard beauty product, Jess, just give it oh, to us. I do. I do. Our skincare for me is like up there. I, I am more of a skincare junkie than I am a makeup junkie. Um, however, if I did have to pick something makeup related, mascara, like I don't, I, I will always put on mascara, even if I'm not doing the whole face and benefit, um, their reel is incredible. I don't know if yeah. you guys have tried it, but yeah. if yeah. you just put like the tiniest little bit on the ends, it extends them and they, it looks like you haven't got any mascara, which is what I like when, obviously when I've done my whole face, I don't, I mind it looking like I've got mascara on, but when it's just want it to look like you've got bad girl, bad gal. Bad Girl's the other one. So they have Bad Girl. That's slightly more voluminous, but there's the other one called It's Real yeah. or they, They're Real. And it's just... They're I real. They're real. On length. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're real. But Bad Girl is yeah, also really good. Bad Girl is what I use when I'm um, shooting. There you go. Uh, and what it. about skincare? You just said you love skincare. What's yeah. your absolute favorite skincare brand? Oh, so I um, have really acne prone skin. Um, as you can see, my little front of my forehead. Um, I So I, I tend to buy products that kind of concentrate at targeting that. Um, I have... I feel like I've tried every single brand under the sun, to be completely honest with you. I have so many brands that I, Pixie Glow Tonic um, is incredible. Um, there's a French brand and I can't pronounce it. La Roche Posay. La Roche. La Roche. Yes. I know. La Roche. <laughs> that one, they have an Effacla range, which was incredible yes. for me. Um, and like if Noah was, was having breakouts as a teenager, I would highly recommend that one. Um, right now I'm following a regime by, um, Zien Abaji. He is from Iran. But oh, he's got, yes. He's got his Abaji range, but he's got like his new, it's just called Zio Skin Health, um, which was prescribed to me by the lady that does all my facials and stuff. Um, it's pretty spenny, but I have noticed like an incredibly the, huge Just difference. the Obagi products, I swear to God, yeah. I talk about them all the time. He is yeah. an absolute genius. They are so good. Obviously, you can't get them on the high street and they are really expensive and you do have to get them yeah. prescribed by a dermatologist. Yeah. But I've noticed yeah. my skin, I used to have the worst pigmentation. It's all gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he is, yeah. Thank God he came about and made Thank, Thank God he was born. Thank God. Thank God he was born. Thank God. All right, Mrs. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been lovely Thank chatting you. to you. Thank, Thank you for so me. much, Jess. She's great. She's just lovely. I love how down to earth she is. Right? It's me too. And also, like, how easy to talk to. Like, I, I actually forgot we were interviewing her. Like, it didn't feel like that. It just felt like we were sitting down chatting to a mate that I've actually never met before. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love how real she was. That there wasn't yeah. really a kind of, there wasn't really a, a moment where I thought we weren't seeing the real her, you know? And yeah. I love that we got onto the subject of periods. I love that we talked all about, you know, menstrual cycles and polycystic ovaries. We just have never touched on any of that before. It was brilliant. No. And it's something of like most women will have a period every month. So it's something that we, you know, most of us will go through. Mm. And also it's not always straightforward. Yeah. Like it's really not. You Most, like if you speak to most of your girl mates, there's been a time where they, you know, either had, you know, irregular periods. They might have had some cysts. Most people seem to have had some Gunny kind problems. of mm. issue. Mm. Yeah, throughout their life. Mm. So it is something that I don't know why we haven't really spoken about it before, but I think it's going to be important for us to do that. Going forward. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah. And if anyone has any suggestions, like of guests that would, you know, would work to talk in that kind of space, yeah. then please like do send them our way because it's definitely something that we want to open up the conversation around. Definitely. Um, and as always, we would absolutely love you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And please, if you do have time, leaving us a little review, it really, really helps for us it kind of spreads the made by mama's podcast word and that's what we're all about yeah yeah do you know what i actually read some of the reviews at the weekend oh. and i was nearly crying and i don't cry so please do keep <laughs> them coming and i might even you know show you that i was proof that i was actually crying we want to see the tears um, george then <laughs> just the tears yeah, film them. um and if you have got any suggestions like i said for guests you know who could talk talk about periods or actually anything that you'd find interesting then please drop us a dm at Made by Mummers, and we'll be back on Friday. See you then.
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 